Okay, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another edition of the Prairie Dumpster Podcast. I am your host, Tyler Penner. And this is the podcast today. Today I can speak at full room volume. I do not have to uh, restrict my vocal stuff. I don't have to limit myself in consideration of some fucking neighbors I've never even met. I don't even know those fucking people, and I'm being so courteous to them. Not today. Not today, because I'm not even in my own apartment. I'm not even in my own apartment. I am house-sitting in beautiful East Kildonan. And by beautiful, I mean this this place is still a shithole. From when I lived here, it is still a mediocre dump. It's just a dump of pure nuclear family mediocrity. Just a bad area in general. Nothing happening. Nothing ever will happen. It's just terrible. It is boring. It's got no character. Nothing is happening here other than lawns being mowed and people being happy, hopefully, I guess. Who am I to judge? But we're in East Kildona right now. I'm host sitting for my parents who left for Palm Springs today, this morning. And I'm also going to be going to Palm Springs in a few days. Um... And it's going to be great, I think. Yeah. A week and a half, two weeks with parents? (laughs) Yes, please. Thank you. What's that? We'll be sleeping in the same house? (laughs) Yeah. All right. Sweet. 140 hours plus with my dad? (laughs) Yeah. Yay. This is going to be good. I'm joking, of course. It will be. It'll be fun. It'll be fun. I can't wait to get out of here. It does suck that we're leaving right at Jets playoffs time. Because Lord knows I'd like to go to those whiteout parties. We'll talk about that in a bit. If you hear any barking or any um, farting noises, weird breathing noises... It's not me today. Well, it's not just me. It'll still be me. But I'm also uh, house-sitting for a young dog named Max. And he's a good boy. Right, Max? You're a good boy? He's looking at me like, yeah, I'm a good boy. You're a fucking idiot. You don't know what you're doing. That lunch tasted like shit. And I've eaten my own shit before. You're just awful. I've never seen an owner... You know, mail in a walk so quick. Like, that was pathetic. We barely barely made it around the block. I hadn't even taken a shit in the neighbor's yard yet, and you were already gassed. The fuck was that about? Can you handle this responsibility? That's what I want to know. The answer is no, Max. I can't handle the responsibility, but it's been thrust upon me. And so, I'm going to have to do my best. Ladies and gentlemen, you're listening to the 715,000th best podcast in the goddamn world. But that number is about to drop with today's episode. Today's episode is going to be real dog shit. I pride myself 
on doing zero prep work for this podcast. Uh, today, though, uh, th- I'm taking that next level. Um, I Not only did I not make any preparatory notes for this podcast, I had no preparatory thoughts for this podcast. And I've done that before, but I actually didn't think about doing this podcast until right now. So this is all improv, a little improv forest, huh? A little outside joke for you people, okay? We're going to be issuing statements via our Instagram on on very, very uh, pertinent matters, you know? I, I always like that when people make statements on their Instagram, like anyone gives a flying fuck what they think or what their position is on anything. Oh, look. Wow, 9-11 was crazy. What does outside joke think? Yeah, let's, 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 let's go to their Instagram. See if they issued a statement yet. Anyways. Um, that's a bit of side. That's a bit of inside baseball. What are we going to talk about today? That is... The question at hand. Question at hand. I got here to my parents' place. My mom and dad, very religious people. Uh, very, not crazy religious, though. I think healthy religious. I mean, they are on the cusp of falling over into the crazy side. But my mom and dad have a good balance between the strength of their beliefs and the strength of their laziness. You know what I mean? Like they want to believe. They want to go next level. They also love to crack open a bottle of wine. Order a pizza. And watch TV. And I feel like they've struck a pretty good balance between the two. Between uh, really, really, really forcing their beliefs on people. And also not wanting to get off the couch. And honestly, they are crushing it. They're really, they've turned into great people. And I come in here to my parents' place today, and my mom is on page 59 of David Goggins' New York Times bestseller, Can't Hurt Me. Master your mind and defy the odds. And throughout the podcast today... I'm just going to crack this bitch open, and we're going to see if David Goggins can change my life. Turn it around, David Goggins. Let's see. All right, we're just going to flip it open randomly. He's talking a lot about his history um, and how he did this and how he did that. Honestly, David, I don't want to hear it. Tell me what I'm supposed to do. So it's not going to be completely random. There's... There's just a there's a picture of his mangled feet from when he did the frozen otter. There's a picture of a mangled hand from when he broke the pull-up record. Like, anyways. No matter who you are, life will present you similar opportunities where you can prove to be uncommon. There are people in all walks of life who relish those moments. And when I see them, I recognize them immediately. Because they are usually that motherfucker who's all by himself. You hear that? The guy with no friends 
is the guy who is really crushing it in life. If you have friends, you're fucking up. And he's not the, um... He's not the only one who, uh... Who says that? There's a lot of people who are like, your friends are bringing you down. Your friends, they're standing in the way of you and your goals. You're, uh... You're, you'd be a lot better if you got away from your friends because your friends are like, uh, you know, they're crabs in a bucket and they're keeping you down from reaching your true potential of being a rich and successful guy with no fucking friends. That's not, oh, like, I want that life, please. Can I have the life where I have a nice car and I don't have one fucking friend? Sorry, friends, can't hang out. I got to go achieve my dream of uh, being rich and having no friends. You know who else sits beside themselves? Uh, David Goggins. School shooters. Incels. That's who, who's also doing. So maybe they're not. Maybe you have no friends. David Goggins, but the rest of us, we enjoy the company of people like us. We enjoy conversation. And not on a fucking Joe Rogan podcast either. We enjoy the company of other people. And we don't mind sacrificing a bit of our uh, wealth and status. Because sharing a laugh with friends is a great time. I don't think David Goggins has ever laughed in his life. He's too busy doing pull-ups. What a fucking empty existence. Blow me. Now, what did we want to talk about today? And of course, I'm full of shit. I mean, I'm sure David Goggins didn't mean that. I took that completely out of context. And um, I ran with it. And now I'm backpedaling. In true Tyler Penner fashion... Winnipeg Jets are in the goddamn playoffs. The playoffs have begun. Oilers fucking blew it last night. Dallas fucking blew it last night. You know who's not going to blow it? The Winnipeg Jets tonight. And I'm not sure if there's a Winnipeg whiteout party. But. There, I mean. Winnipeg has a tendency to take anything fun and make it really as barely fun as possible. There's no instance where we kind of just say, ah, fuck it, it's a free day, yeah, have at it. You know, there's always got to be a thing. There's a Now with the Winnipeg Whiteout Party, they're charging for tickets. You got to pay 10 bucks, 20 bucks, whatever it is. There's a capacity limit. There's a gate. There's security there. There's blah, blah, blah. Why are we doing this? I don't get it. Can we just project the game on a building somewhere and just block off the streets? You know? And, you know, maybe we don't block off the streets. Maybe we're in the streets and we're watching the game and cars are coming into the crowd and mowing people down. 
Maybe people get tired of being mowed down by these cars and they start fighting back against the cars. And now the mob has gained some steam and they start ruining any car that comes even close to the thing. And that's not enough for the mob. The mob burnt down a couple of cars and now they've got a taste for blood. And now they want to burn some other shit down. So they start going after uh, mom and pop shops and Brown Social House and are actually our stadium itself, our own arena, the Canada Life Center. And we smash it and we burn it down. And then the Winnipeg Jets, they postpone game three and four because they have nowhere to play now. And they have to end up playing in Brandon somewhere. But the thing is, the riot hasn't even stopped yet in Winnipeg. Because we really enjoy that little taste of burning shit to the ground. And some people, they didn't get their dick hard just from burning shit down. They wanted to hurt other people. So they started. And they got little death squads together. And they picked people at random at first, but then very quickly, within a few hours, they started to make lists. And they started rounding people up. And they would just kill them and throw them in the Red River. I mean, why do we need rules all the time for everything? I don't get it. I also don't understand our, our every you know man we thought true north was so cool back in the day and they were it seemed like it they were building they built us a couple of skyscrapers i always like it when people come in here and build skyscrapers instead of the classic winnipeg four-story special that are popping up the urban sprawl in winnipeg is fucking ridiculous so when this conglomerate or whatever it is comes in and actually throws up some skyscrapers and actually changes the skyline of Winnipeg. I appreciate that. I like that. Build up. Let's build up. Right? Let's at least build a couple of more skyscrapers so at least when they're driving by or when they have that little camera, you know, segment in between the hockey game on national television, we look like a pretty cool city. They're showing our uh, dog turd of a human rights museum. That building is so ugly. It's terrible. And I know that this is a bit of a negative podcast so far, but it, it's, it'll get positive. I love you. I just have gripes. I have gripes with that human rights museum. It looks like shit. Does it not look like shit? I've been inside. It looks great on the inside. I really like it. But on the outside, it's just... Ugh. It's not artistic. It's not... I know it's, like, supposed to be art... art. It, okay, well, then it's a crappy piece of art. And I know that's just my opinion. I know Gail Asper would disagree. But I'm sorry. I feel like that bitch got herself a notepad and started doodling on it. And then realized that she's got $6 trillion at her disposal. And just went up to her butler and was like, build this. And now we are on the bill for it. But I'm not talking about Gail Asper. I'm talking about True North Entertainment. I don't like the way they're fleecing us. First is Whiteout Party. They're charging tickets for it. 
They can't even bite the cost, the city cost, the cost of the city. They can't even bite that cost. That's got to go back on the people. And I'm sure they're biting their own costs and stuff like that. They're blaming the city for not supporting our team when in reality... Hey, Max, can you keep it down with the snoring, please? Trying to do a podcast. Okay. Um... But yeah, they're just, uh, they're really fleecing us. They're really fleecing us and making us feel bad. Hey, we didn't sell out every game. What's wrong, Winnipeg? You gotta do your part. Yeah, we did our part. I've done my part many a times. I bought in a lot of $12 beers. And I've been to a lot of games where the Jets just stank it up. And you're doing literally everything you can to make that the least enjoyable experience of all time. All right? I hate to say that, okay? But don't blame me, all right? Maybe you should work on making it a more fun, enjoyable experience. Maybe lower ticket prices so that the common man can get in there and get rowdy. You know what I mean? I mean, come on. You guys ban smoking. I should be able to smoke in the stands. They, they should have weed night there. People can just go there and hit the bong in the stands. They should have knife night down there. You have a knife. Someone screws up on the ice. Everyone throws their knife on the ice. Send them a message. Maybe a couple of guys get poked. You know what happened to that? They should have summer night. No shirts allowed. Guys or girls. You know what I mean? There'll be some uggos in the bunch, myself included. But hey, it'll be a real horny time. That Winnipeg Jets games are nearly horny enough. You know what I mean? It's really hard to uh, jack off at a Jets game. It's annoying. You know? They should have a night where it's like a riddle. You know what I mean? Someone in the building has a gun, and if the Jets let in more than three goals, he gets to shoot. Six people at random. And you don't know where it is. You don't know what's going on. But I guarantee you everyone's going to be really engaged in the on-ice activity if that's the case. That's that's great. Maybe have a pizza night where you sell a slice of pizza for less than $30 a fucking slice. Maybe that. Maybe have a beer night where beers are 6 7 bucks instead of 12 Maybe do that. Huh? I don't know. You're the business owner, aren't you, Mark Chipman? You're the one running a business. Or I mean, I went to, uh, you know, you go to Underdog's Underdog Sports Bar. They're charging seven bucks for a beer, and that's a big beer. That's a large beer. You're charging twelve bucks for a beer. That's crazy. That is heinous. So don't fucking put it on me, Chipman. Oh, man, the team might leave now. No one's into the Jets anymore. We are, okay? There's all, have you seen the economy lately? I haven't either. I don't know what I'm talking about. But, like, I'm not fucking making a lot of money here. Right? And I'm still doing my part. Aren't you like a fucking billionaire? Doesn't the owner who owned this team, isn't he like a trillionaire or something like that? 
blow me with your guilt trips. I am so sick and tired of people laying guilt trips on me. Like I did something wrong. Everyone's doing this. You know? True North Entertainment, my parents, World Vision Canada. All right? I didn't tell those kids to get born in Africa. I got to feed them now. Anyway. Let's see what David Goggins says. Uh, David Goggins says, uh, The engine in a rocket ship does not fire without a small spark first. We all need small sparks, small accomplishments in our lives to fuel the big ones. Think of your small accomplishments as kindling. When you want a bonfire, you don't start by lighting a big log. You collect some witch's hair. A small pile of hay or some dry dead grass. You light that, you add small sticks and bigger sticks. Maybe that's how you build fires, David Goggins. I don't do that. I find the biggest, roundest, wettest log I can find. I put it on there. I douse it in gas, rocket fuel, whatever I can find. And then I continually, I light it, and then I continually pour gas on it until it has no choice but to burn. That's how I start a fire. So, again, David Goggins, great work ethic, great body, great story, but you can blow me. Don't tell me how to build a fire, okay? Fucking piece of shit. I enjoy being able to exercise my voice like this. I don't know. It might sound like dog shit. It's very echoey in here. But um, I like that uh, it feels good to finally not have to talk like this. You know, it feels good to be able to exercise some fucking volume. I really enjoy it. I just wish I had something to talk about. I, love, I actually love coming to my parents' place. I love uh, host-sitting here, mainly because I get to watch cable television again. I have, which is still awful, by the way. I have uh, cable TV at home, but I don't have any of the good channels. I think I've said it on the podcast before. I've got TSN. I've got a, like a, a few stations in Punjabi. There's a couple of religious stations, CBC. CBC French, and then I think maybe like uh, much more music. Which, if you haven't seen much more music, it's it's nothing but Family Guy and uh, that show Ridiculousness. You, they don't even play music on the shows anymore. It's they have nothing to do with music. I think it's just called Much now. Actually, it's not much music. It's just Much. That show Ridiculousness is so fucking bad. Is it Ridiculousness or is it Ridiculous? Let's take a quick list. Max, please, with the snoring. All right. Now, yeah, Ridiculousness, it's... 2011 on MTV, hosted by Rob. It's just, it's so bad. And I'm sure you've seen it. It's some white guy in a flat-brimmed hat who's like 52. 
and he's watching YouTube clips with three celebrities, all of them extremely unfunny, and they're all making remarks after the video that are also extremely unfunny. The entire show is just... uh, I don't know who's watching that show, but... uh, let me know in the comments or a private message on my Instagram at Tyler Penner Comedy. Let me know if you watch that show so I can block you because that's a bad one. If you find that show funny, we need to part ways. It's not going to work. It's not going to happen. This is over. We're done. We're just on different pages. We're not... um, I just don't feel like we're compatible. You deserve to be happy. You deserve... To have someone that you can, you know... Sit down on the couch with and watch ridiculousness. I'm not that guy, you know. And I owe it to myself to... Not try to be that guy. You know, and you don't want me to be that guy. You don't want me to try to be something I'm not. You want me for who I am or whoever, you know, you're with. You want them to be themselves, you know. So you need to pack your shit. You need to yeah, pack your shit and get the fuck out of my house. You've got six hours before I call the police. Um. And seven hours before you call the police because I will have gotten violent by that point. So if I were you, I would get cracking. I would probably, I would probably, in fact, leave most of this stuff behind because you're not going to pack all this shit up in six hours. But you're going to want to get out of here within six hours. You don't want to be around me uh, at hour six. That's not going to, that's not going to, yeah, that's not going to end well for you. So, get to work. The show Ridiculousness is bad, but I love watching cable television here. It's, uh, it's cool. You get to see uh, what's going on in the world of cable television. Country music television. They're playing nothing but sitcoms now. That, it's just nothing but Cheers and Seinfeld on the country music television network. Nary a country song to be seen. History Channel is just, um, they're doing mostly just uh, hillbilly sifting through trash. They've got American Pickers, Canadian Pickers, Salvage Yard. It's literally just people walking from yard to yard sifting through garbage. And they've got 12, 13-hour marathons with no reruns. Every show is literally a band of most likely ex-felons who are walking around just looking at trash and being like, look at this. Wow, what is that? It's an old oar from an old canoe. Wow. And people are just enthralled with this content. They love it. They love this content. And I 
don't think that there's a lot to do with history here. But hey, who am I? I'm just a dude. Whose taxes pay your salary. The Learning Channel is just... um, Really... Like, retard network at this point. It is bad. It's getting bad on that channel. They had an episode, and we all know about the uh, the classics of the Learning Channel. Back in the day, back in my day, the Learning Channel, it actually was, well, it kind of would, they were still keeping up the front that we were learning shit. You know, they would talk about sports disasters, and that was just another YouTube compilation style show where they would just show clips. But it was under the guise of like, Hockey hockey is often a violent sport, but uh, many of the... And they would have interviews, but it was just an excuse to show crazy hockey fights and brutal hockey hits. Or uh, they would, you know, have a race car crash, and they would be like, how does one survive a car crash? And, and people at home would be balls deep in a bag of popcorn, being like, hey, cool, I'm learning. Um, but no one was learning a goddamn thing. But now they've even given up on the auspice. Let's double check that word. Fuck, I hope I use that word correctly. Auspice. A divine or prophetic token. Ausp- auspices. Auspice. 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 No, that's not what I wanted. They've given up on the... Um, Illusion. Illusion. Of uh, pretending that anyone's learning a goddamn thing. No one's learning anything. Like it, It's like my... There's a show called Thousand Pound Sisters. No one's learning anything. We just want to watch these fat people slowly die. And it's great content. The Learning Channel is as problematic as a as a TV network can get. I mean, they are just literally walking up to people now. And they're like, hey, uh, your lifestyle and entire being is disgusting. And uh, you're dying. But this is pretty shocking how shitty of a person you are. Can we... <laughs> Can we film you? Can we film how bad your life is? And of course, these people say yes. And um, and other schlubs who aren't as bad as they are, but are also pretty bad. They get to watch it. And everybody's happy. I don't know. This sounds cunty to me right now, this podcast. I don't know. It sounds like I'm like acting like I'm better than the Thousand Pound Sisters. And I'm telling you, I'm not. Right, thousand pound sisters are as valid as good as I am. I'm not trying to deride the thousand pound sisters, whether or not they are both a thousand pounds, or whether or not they are not. Thousand pound sisters. Wikipedia says. Uh, the personal lives of Amy Slayton Halterman and her sister Tammy Slayton in Dixon, Kentucky. 
The show chronicles their daily lives along with their attempts at weight loss and weight surgery. And they've got three seasons. And season three has... Um, they've got 28 episodes. Scratch that, four seasons. They're up to 38 episodes. And this is going nowhere. This podcast is awful, but... I didn't want to act like I was better than the Thousand Pound Sisters. My beef is with the Learning Channel filming them. Because really all it is is... Uh, well, it feels like I'm taking the moral high ground now. I don't know. Oh, God, this podcast went off the rails. I should delete it and start over again. <sighs> then there's this other show on the Learning Channel where it was called My Brother Husband or something like that. And um, the whole show was about cucks, really. Like, this guy, his girlfriend was, like, polyamorous or whatever. So she wanted, she's like, yeah, I just feel like I want to just really explore myself. And I want to explore it with you. I love you, Troy. But I'm just, um, I don't know. Like, I just have so much love to give and so many things that I want to explore that I just feel like I should date I want to date other guys, and I feel like if you were really in love with me and you really were true, that you would support this. And the guy was like, yeah, yeah, of course, yeah, of course, no, no problem. Yeah, go out on dates, go date other guys, go, uh, you know, have at it, because <laughs> I love you, and I'm cool, I'm cool with it, that's cool, you know, I, um... You know, fuck, get in there, girl, get after it, you know, <laughs> I'm fine with it, you, you go, you know, go ahead, go, um, go find, go find some dudes, <laughs> Ooh. all right, and she's like, thank you. And then she goes on on a date, and um, and the guy's sitting at home reading a book, and uh, I don't know. I felt bad for the guy. I don't know why. I guess I shouldn't. I guess um, why would I feel bad for the guy? I mean, that's his job, right? That's he's he's supposed to do that. If he's a real man and he really loves this woman, I mean. It's 2023. She should be able to go date and have sex with whoever she wants. And he should support her in that. That's what I think. I really do think that. And I think that any guy who doesn't support his significant other in um, having sex with multiple partners outside of the um, committed relationship that she's already in. Any guy who doesn't support that is problematic and pretty much abusive. Let's face that right now. That's a problem. Let's see what David Goggins has to say about it. Starting at zero is a mindset that says my refrigerator is never full and it never will be. We can always become stronger and more agile, mentally and physically. 
We can always become more capable and more reliable. Since that's the case, we should never feel that our work is done. There is always more to do. Shut up, David. My work's done. I'm retiring. I'm retiring from the life of self-improvement. I'm retiring from everything. I'm retiring from life. I'm going to commit suicide. It's going to be great. Yeah, this is, I think, probably by far the worst podcast of the 12. This is episode number 12. I'm impressed. I'm happy with how far this podcast has come. I am happy that I've uh, managed to keep doing it for 12 episodes. Because 12 episodes equals 12 weeks. I haven't done anything for 12 weeks ever. Even school. I, um... I mean, that was just one assignment at a time, but I got to start over. It was always, uh, fuck that. I don't even want to talk about school. School's done. And I'll never be back there until I attend graduation with a gun. Um... I am looking forward to going to Palm Springs, California. Really looking forward to it. Hey, that's what we can do. Um, we, if you're not tuned into the Patreon by now, I don't know if you ever will. I think I've got maybe four listeners that actually listen to this fucking podcast. And at least two of those listeners are on the Paw Patreon. And, um... So we got a Patreon. We got a Patreon. Fuck off. Stupid phone. Um... And on that Patreon, one of my good friends, Risha, who's a talented filmmaker. She does... She does cool stuff. Um... She, um... Has sent in questions that she would like answered on the podcast. And as a patron who supports me financially, I am obligated to do some of these. Now, some of her questions are straight dog shit. They're very invasive. Some of her questions were problematic. She's one of these people that's like, hey, I'm just asking, you know, I'm just asking questions. And it's like, well, why are you asking that question right now, Risha? All right. This is a Black Lives Matter protest. You have no business asking that question right now. But anyways, some of her questions were great. Um, Some of them aren't, and I already answered them all on the podcast, or on the Patreon episode, bonus episode, so I don't really know what to say. So again, we're just going to let dead air hang here, like a bad smell. Uh, maybe not a bad smell, maybe it's just... uh
you know, you just wake up some days. Some days you, you show up and you just have nothing to say. I don't have anything to say right now. I've actually been on dates before where I just literally had nothing to say. I couldn't think of anything. I would ask questions. But for the most part, and my conversational skills differ wildly from when I've had a few drinks to when I have it. And day to day. Some days I can have a conversation that will last two hours and doesn't miss a beat. I can look right in this person's eyes and run out of nothing to talk about. Literally. Ideas bump in, the conversation flows. Here we go, there we go. That transitions into this. Who? Hey, what do, what do? And we're fucking vibing and we're flowing and the conversation is just as natural as... Two men doing it, you know? But then, other times, there's just... There's nothing there. I got nothing. I'm not even thinking about anything. I I might just be a fucking idiot. I might be a moron. And that's a bad position to be in when you've got a podcast. Especially a solo podcast. If you are trying to get a solo podcast off the ground, ladies and gentlemen, you need to find things to talk about. Now, could I find things to talk about in the news? Sure. But I don't like the news. I don't enjoy it. Should I be talking about current events and politics? Maybe. I don't like it. In fact, let's open up the news. Let's see what's in the news today. And let's see what the news has for things that we can talk about. Oh, there's a settlement in the Fox News Dominion defamation lawsuit. All right. Oh, cool. Look. Oh, they reached a settlement in the voting machine company's defamation lawsuit. Oh, because Fox said that the voting machine was bad and broken. And Dominion was like, hey... Those machines were good. And now, wow, crazy. I don't know, man. Max, please, with the snoring. All right. Now, Jesus. I hosted a beer pong tournament on Sunday. And this beer pong tournament was a lot of fun. It was, there was 20 teams, um, underdogs, the manager of underdogs, or the, yeah, I think he's the manager. He had set the whole thing up. We had 20 teams. They were all playing beer pong. And let me tell you, it got pretty competitive. People take beer pong seriously. At least some of these teams did. I'm walking around, I'm trying to get drunk, I'm walking around with a mic, just making funnies, and people are coming up to me like, okay, he had his elbow, it wasn't past the point where you're supposed to have it, but it was at an angle that it could have been past the point. Now, if he throws that ball and it bounces, he grabs it, 
the other person swatted that ball out of his hand. So technically he didn't swat it. He tried to catch it. Does that count? I'm like, I don't fucking know. I don't give a shit. Work it out. I don't, I'm not here. I'm drinking beer here. Leave me alone. Some teams, they got really angry. There was one team, they were up, they were up 3-0. They lost in the first round of the playoffs. And um, immediately after losing, they put on their jackets, they left. They were gone. They are out of there. And um, I feel like we're going to see them again at the next beer pong tournament. And they will, uh, they're going to win. Or they're going to, you know, shoot the place up. That's where I was headed. We all knew I was going to go there. Uh, and it was great. Max, please, with the snoring. Come on, I got it. Okay. Now, after the beer pong tournament, I went to... Um, that's insane, man. Enough with the snoring, please. I don't know if you can hear the snoring, but it's 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 distracting me. Um I went to 7-Eleven afterwards, and I have to work on my um um my uh decision-making skills when I'm intoxicated. A lot of people, they make bad decisions when they are drunk. This is you know, a legend or a story as old as time, whatever. Um, my decision-making skills equally as bad. But the thing, it's different for me. Most guys, you know what I mean? They'll, ah, you shouldn't have texted her. Ah, come on. You haven't dated in a while. You haven't talked. Oh, boy, she wasn't into you. Now you sent this creepy text. That's not cool. Oh, boy. That's a bad decision, but hey, you were drunk. I get it. That's not really my style. Other guys are like, hey, dude, had a little too much to drink tonight. You called your guy. You got a bag of cocaine. You wanted to keep the party going. That's a bad decision. You shouldn't have done that. But hey, that's, uh, you know, you were drunk, picked up some drugs. You didn't want to do it. I get it. I got drunk on Sunday, and I went to 7-Eleven. And when I walked in there, I was at a crossroads. Because I had a container of broccoli cheese soup waiting for me at home. And I knew before I left that evening that that was going to be my drunk meal. You come home, you eat the soup. But I went to 7-Eleven, and I was drunk, and I fucked up. I fucked up, people. And I could have just got the taquitos. I could have just got two steak and cheese taquitos, a Monterey chicken, eating those on the drive home or on the walk home, and uh, and called it a night. But the guy upsold me, and he upsold me big. He upsold me like a motherfucker. That guy really hit a slam dunk on the upsell. I don't know if that guy's getting... I don't know if 7-Eleven employees get commission for food and grill sales, but this guy, if they do, 
This guy's going to be driving a new Lexus by the end of the week. He got me. He got me good. They were having a deal. Ten wings, ten potato wedges for 13 bucks. And I hit it. I hit it hard. I hit it hard. I got some ranch dippers and I hit it hard. And this is becoming a problem. This is becoming a problem because I've got fitness goals like David Goggins himself. I've got fitness goals. What does David Goggins say about 7-Eleven wings? He says, my passion still burns, but to be honest, it takes a bit longer to channel my rage. That's what I feel like the next morning when I wake up and I realize that instead of having this quasi-healthy broccoli cheese soup, I was led hand-in-hand by the devil into the dark lands of 7-Eleven wings and potato wedges. And I woke up, crumbs in my beard, there's ranch on my pants, there's cum everywhere. It was, it's just a bad scene, you know? And you wake up in the morning and you're super hungry because you've expanded your stomach with this food. And it's, now it's digested, so you've just got a deflated balloon inside you, and you need to fill it up somewhat. I've got fitness goals. I'm going to be shredded. You have no idea how jacked I'm going to be in, what is it, April 18th today? I'll have a six-pack abs in two weeks. No, I'm going to Palm Springs. Three weeks. In three weeks, I'm going to... My um, abs will show. My chest will be developed. My dick is going to double in size. Um, My balls are going to triple in size. Um, My asshole is going to shrink to nothing. It's it's just going to be a better package in general. And and this is all going to happen within three weeks. I can't wait going to be a good time. But I think I'm going to have to quit drinking, man. All signs point to me having to quit drinking, and I've already got an idea in mind. I think I'm not going to drink during age 37. My birthday is October 3rd, and I think... The entire time that I am 37 years old, I'm not going to have a sip of alcohol. And it's one year. It's one goddamn year. I can do that. I can do a year. I can do a year. Can't I? As soon as I said can't I, I there's a voice and said, no, you can't. You cannot do that. And I don't know if I can... I don't think I can do it either. God damn it, I love drinking. It is so fun. For me. Other people, they have a problem with it. See, I wish I just had a full-blown problem. I wish I was just a full-blown, complete alcoholic whose life was just being ruined by alcohol. But literally, 
I mean, every time I drink, I have one of the best times of my life. I'm making new friends all over the place. I'm having great conversations with complete strangers, which is good and bad. But still, I mean, it's, it's, and, and literally, the, the, the repercussions, the consequences of me drinking, they're just not severe enough for me to actually ident- clearly label drinking as a problem. Like, could my life improve if I wasn't drinking all the time? A little bit. Will my life go into the complete sewer if I drink, if I keep drinking like this? Not really. It'll get a little bit worse. So I've got two options. It'll get a little better or it'll get a little worse. So I don't know. Maybe I'll just keep doing what I'm doing. Which is getting liquored and driving... High speed towards the nearest 7-Eleven and just loading up on whatever the grill has for me that day. What do you got today, bud? Quarter pound big bite hot dogs, three for nine. I'll take six. I got a 20. Oh, but I want to drink yet. Can you break a 100? Okay, cool. I'll take 12 hot dogs. Because I'm going to freeze some. I'll have some for lunch tomorrow. Oh, that'll work out great. I'll have some for... I'll, I'll eat a few tonight, and but then I'll have my lunch tomorrow. That's called meal prep. Meal prep is healthy. Ugh. I should meal prep. I think I'm going to start doing that. The thing is, whenever I drink, too, I'm just in such a good mood that I'm like, ah, whatever. Ah, who cares? Yeah, have a burger, whatever. It's not a big deal, dude. I'm very, uh, like, as a dad, if I was ever a dad, man, my kids would love me when I got hammered, dude. I'd be throwing cash around. Kids could do whatever they wanted. I have a bit of invincibility complex. Max, please, with the snoring. Thank you. Um, I've got a bit of invincibility complex with when it comes to uh, drinking. Every time I get hammered, I'm like, ah, we're all trying our best. Nothing's going to happen. We're all doing okay. Everyone's okay. You know, everyone's great. We're just all great. When people smoke weed and they get that fucking stupid like, hey man, it's it's chill. Everybody's chill. We're vibing. It's okay. It's cool. Which I hate. But I do get that with the booze. When I'm thinking it. Okay, we're having a party. And um, sometimes that party is on a Tuesday and I'm the only one hammered at Rumors Comedy Club. It's not healthy. But fuck it. Everybody's got a vice. Everybody's... We all gotta die sometime, Red. Anyways, that's pretty much the podcast. I have no idea what I talked about. I have a feeling that whatever I talked about was not funny and barely entertaining. Barely listenable. Probably problematic. Probably not very funny at all. But guess what, ladies and gentlemen? 
we are doing a tour. We're, we're doing a tour, ladies and gentlemen. And you know what? I am through uh, fucking around uh, with a tour that is just not doing good for anyone. You know what I mean? Sometimes you plan a tour and you're like, oh, we'll go to this town and we'll go to that town. And you go to all these towns and you make millions of dollars, which I do, and you sleep with thousands of beautiful women, which I do, and you just get millions of fans on TikTok, which I am, but at the end of the day, you're not actually improving anyone's life. I mean, you're really, you are kind of improving people's lives, but like not like, um... You're not really saving people's lives. And that's what I want to do with my comedy. When I tell a shit joke, I want to save people's lives. Like, there should be someone... That's what I dreamt of when I started doing comedy. Like, that I would... You know, there would be a person and they would be in the bathtub. And they would be crying. uh, Because the water was really hot. And they had a razor to their wrist. And they knew... They knew, you know, you don't go across the wrist. You go up to down. You go up to down. That really gets the job done. And now they're on the precipice of doing it. And it's very real for them. But in their ears, they've got headphones. And and I'm there telling a joke about 7-Eleven wings and how I got diarrhea from them. And how I went back and I blamed the wings. And the guy said, okay, I will give you six free wings. And I said, good. And then I put the gun away. And I want people to listen to this and put the razor away and realize, hey, we're, we're, we're here to have fun. You know what I mean? And it doesn't matter how bad life gets. Um, you know, there's 7-Eleven shit jokes. That we can tell and that we can listen to. And I will have saved their life. And they'll remember that. And they'll message me and they'll thank me. That, and, and they'll say that I saved their life. And they'll go on Facebook and Instagram and tell people that I saved their life. And, and I'll be a hero. And people will love me. And, and uh, I'll get the respect that I deserve. And, and the love that I deserve. And... Um, and, you know, maybe someday, you know, someone is painting a mural downtown and, and my face is, is on it. My face is actually the only thing that is on it. And people come by once in a while and they lay flowers down at this mural and they bow down and maybe, I don't know, maybe they kiss the ground out of respect for, for who I am and, and, and what I do. You know, and maybe people just send me money sporadically just because they think that doing so might... I don't know, improve their own lives. And guess what? It does. It does sometimes. It improves their life. And and I don't know, maybe one day some group of people, they get together and they rent a building and they just gather every Sunday, you know, it doesn't matter what time, but just like an hour at a time. And they just talk about how much they love me and just like how good my 7-Eleven diarrhea wings joke really was. And and they sing songs about me. I don't know. But it, that's what I had envisioned for when I started doing comedy. So this next tour, we're all about saving lives. And guess whose lives need saving now? 
the people of Sudan. <laughs> um, and they're fighting. So we're going to go to Sudan. And I'm not going to talk about the Sudan crisis because it sounds pretty fucked up there. As if those people weren't fucked enough to begin with. Like you're living in Sudan. You're living day to day in Sudan. And now you've got a war on top of that. Jesus. Like if there's a war that broke out in... Honestly, it should be told, if a war broke out in Canada or the United States, right, and we just started getting shelled and things really went to shit here, we couldn't even complain. I mean, we could complain, but we'd be like, eh, I don't know, man. We've had it pretty good for a while now. It'd be, you know, we're getting some... T- I, th- I don't think Sudan deserves to have warfare. What are you even fighting over? Let's find out what they're actually fighting over. This is our sand... No. Sudan crisis explained. Um, oh, it's a coup. It's a poli- civil strife. Well, good luck to the people of Sudan. It's not going to stop me from doing comedy out there. We're coming to Al-Fashir. We're going to Nyala. We're going to, of course, we're going to play Khartoum. Um, at Bara, we're going to part Sudan, we're going to Wadi Haifa, and then we're going to end the, we're going to end the tour in Kerma. Kerma is a beautiful town. Um, it's, uh, it's a beautiful town and I hope it doesn't get bombed. I really hope it doesn't get bombed. Anyways, I don't really want to joke about Sudan. They've got enough problems. They don't need Tyler Penner weighing in and his 15 followers. Um, let's do the shout-outs. But before we do the shout-outs... Let's see what David Goggins has to say. About life. It was a lonely journey. From there to here, I missed out on so much. I didn't have a lot of fun. Happiness wasn't my cocktail of choice. My brain had me on constant blast. I lived in fear and doubt, terrified of being a nobody and contributing nothing. I judged myself. I'd judged. I had judged myself. That's a bit of a typo. I had judged myself constantly, and I had judged everyone else around me, too. Rage is a powerful thing. It is a powerful thing, David Goggins. I don't mean to shit on you. He's probably really good. I don't know if I think that's the future of this podcast. This podcast has been extremely disjointed. I've been all over the fucking place. I, um... I pedaled very hard forward on some things, and then backpedaled equally is hard. I don't know if this future of this podcast is going to be me uh, tackling things on the outside. It doesn't feel right. When I'm like, oh, look what a piece of shit, uh, you know, TLC is. Who am I to judge? Who am I to judge if people want to 
sit on a couch and watch two morbidly obese women plan a wedding. Who am I to judge if, you know, you quit your job and you sit at home all day watching people on the History Channel sift through trash um, to make 15 bucks? I'm a nobody. I am nothing. So why am I judging anyone? It doesn't feel right. Most of all, why am I judging David Goggins? He really turned his life around. He used to be a heavy set man. And uh, he turned his life around so that he is a the muscle-bound Navy SEAL freak that wrote an entire New York Times bestseller. So who am I? Although I'm a little scared that he is... On some sort of spectrum, because his life doesn't sound enjoyable. Doesn't sound fun. I mean, it takes discipline to get up every day and go running in the morning, but what are you talking... Every once in a while, you gotta do the wrong thing. You gotta get shittered, and you gotta go to 7-Eleven and get 10 wings and 10 potato wedges for $13. And the next day you'll be like, oh, God, what the fuck was I thinking? Jesus Christ, what am I doing? But um, sometimes you had a great time. Don't be afraid to fuck it up. Don't ever get to the level of David Goggins, of level of self-improvement. That's fucking lame shit. No one wants, I mean, should be told, and I'm sure he's a great guy, and everyone wants to hear his story, but... You put me and David Goggins beside each other and ask which guy would you rather get a beer with on a Friday night? And I'm not talking, well, <laughs> literally everyone would say David Goggins because he's got an incredible story. But which guy would you want to have? Which guy would you want to get shit faced with? On a camping trip. Or you want to drink on a camping trip. And you got to bring either me with or David Goggins. I fucking guarantee. If you pick David Goggins, you're an idiot. I'm a great camping buddy. Not so good on the whole planning and... But you put a fucking... A shot in my belly and a beer in my hand... And a dart in my other hand. And a bonfire at my feet. Buddy. Fuck David Goggins. Alright? I'm your man. Now. Shout out to. Well, of course we gotta shout out the. Ten wedges and the ten chicken wings. From 7-Eleven. Uh, the wedges were average. They needed more salt and more bread. Max, Max, quiet. It's okay, buddy. No one there. It's just a mailman. I know. The mailman's wearing a black trench coat. It's weird. The, fine. The mailman has a gun, and he's wearing a black trench coat. But that's the mailman. Don't worry about it. He comes here every day. Um... 
the potato wedges were average. They were they needed more salt. They needed more breading, and um, the ranch really carried them. But let me tell you, those Seven Eleven wings, oh, buddy. They weren't these little dinky organic wings. These were the roided up bodybuilder wings. These guys were fat. They were juicy. They were very unnatural. It was delicious. So shout out to the 7-Eleven. 7-Eleven Grill in general. Underrated. They make a pretty good pizza. Taquitos are great. You go to some of these other 7-Elevens, they've got like a whole chicken thing. Chicken kebab. It's just a log of chicken on a stick. It's It's incredible. And it's healthy. That's what's crazy about it. All this food is really healthy, I think. So it's pretty sweet. Um, Shout out to... um, What have I been listening to? I've been listening to some tunes. Shout out to... uh, Hey, the song Filler by Minor Threat. That song spoke to me last week and the week before that. Um, yeah, good tune. Good tune, good band. Filler. Great song. I don't know why. I was, walk- I was listening to that song, walking around, um... That song really justifies me being single at 36. It really does. You know what I mean? Because I don't have to look at it as a point of shame that I'm 36 and single, that it hasn't, uh, you know, that I haven't uh, found the one yet. I can think of it, that song Filler makes me think of it as a point of pride. That I'm like, yeah, man, I'm taking, taking my life back. I'm fucking, I don't need, I don't need anyone. It's all just garbage for your brain. That song did it for me, and I was walking around. I walked to the Forks. It was a beautiful day. I got a caramel pecan square at Tallgrass Prairie, which is the best dainty in the city. It's incredible. And shout out, last but not least, to um, my buddy, who's a friend I want to shout out? Nobody. David Goggins. Shout out to him. No, I got a lot of friends. I'm not going to shout out anybody out. Shout out to my Uncle Leo. He was just here at my parents' place. He was picking up. I have an Uncle Leo. That's right. No, that's not a joke. His name is Uncle Leo. And he came here and he was like, hello. Um, He was picking up a pressure washer. And that guy is just one of the most stable, cool dudes I know. You know what I mean? He wants to see you, he wants to hang out with you, but he's not up up your ass all the time. He never makes you feel guilty about not seeing him in a while, which is a Penner trademark. Both my side, both sides of my family actually, the Penners and the Funks. 
Where have you been, man? We haven't seen you in so long. Where are you? Where have you been? I'm like, I'm here now. I'm fucking here now. Do you want to hang out or not? Is that what we're going to do for two hours while we hang out? You're just going to talk about how you haven't seen me in a long time? You're seeing me now. Let's move forward amicably. Uh, anyways, <laughs> this is the cuntiest podcast of the of the group. Um, but Uncle Leo doesn't do that. He doesn't do that. He's just, hey, good to see you, man. How you been? Doing good? All right. Very good. Always super chill. Tranquilo, we say. And that's about it. That's about it for the podcast. This has been, without a doubt, uh, probably the most disjointed, weirdest of the podcast, I feel like. I always feel a certain level of cringe when the podcast is done because I have no memory of the last hour and 12 minutes. I have no idea what I've said. I have no idea what I've done. Max, please. Max, it's nobody, okay? You're okay. That was just a cop, all right? That was just a cop. He didn't find me. He doesn't know who I am. It's okay. Her testimony's not going to hold up in court anyways. What are you worried about, Max? Take it easy. We're we're off scot-free. Oh, you're barking at me now. Anyways, that's the podcast for today. Um, And uh, the next podcast I think I'm going to do live from Palm Springs, California. We're going to take this podcast on the road. Um, And we're going to do it from there. And who knows what I'll say. I think that's going to be a drunk podcast episode. So if you're trying to cancel me, if you're sifting through, if it's the if it's the year 2026 right now, and I am moderately successful, and you are combing through these episodes looking for ways to cancel me and make sure that you get to bust me for certain things that I've said um, out of context, wait for next week's episode. Click on that episode right now, the episode from Palm Springs, because I'm intoxicated, and you won't even have to take stuff out of context. Leave the context in there. It'll even add to your case. It'll be even more damning with the context. But that being said, I really do love you. I appreciate all you guys for listening. I really do. And, um, you know, I'm going to try to step up the Patreon game. Uh, because I think we're doing some cool stuff up on there, but, uh, you know, we're just going to keep plugging away and we're going to keep, uh, trying to do stuff and, uh, just try to find my voice and peel the onion, both as a comic, as a podcaster, and as a human goddamn being, because that's what I am, and that's what all of you are, and that's what I love about you. And I do love you. I think about you all the time, and I hope that you're okay, and um, I hope I get to see you soon. I really do. I hope I get to see all of you as soon as possible. But after the next couple of weeks, I'll be in Palm Springs... And you'll be here watching the Jets playoffs. Anyway, it doesn't matter. I love you all. I will, uh...
Oh shit, that's... That's the mailman. That's the mailman. That's the mailman. Max, come on, buddy. Holy shit, dude. It's the mailman. That was the mailman. You know, Max has got really good instincts. That mailman has to be a sexual predator. There's no way around that. That wasn't a normal mailman reaction. Max can, he can smell, he can smell that man since. Anyways, that's the podcast. I love you guys all. Max hates you, um, but I love you, and I will see you in hell.